Mixing It Up with the Fitness Community is a podcast created by Fitmix that introduces you to local health and fitness individuals along with their stories. Episode one, meet your host. On this episode, we meet your host, Sarah Yingling. For those of you who follow her on Instagram, you know that she loves health, fitness, and is a total badass. Today, we learn about how she got into CrossFit, where her passion comes from, how she stays motivated, and more. My name is Kevin Mathis, and I'm the founder of Fitmix. For those of you that don't know, Fitmix is a fitness membership that gives users access to a large network of gyms, yoga studios, CrossFit boxes, and more across New Mexico. Fitmix was really created to give people the freedom of choice when it comes to working out and really make it easier to try new exercises. And for some time, I've been wanting to create a podcast that complement the network. With that, let me introduce you to the host of future episodes, Sarah Yingling. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me. So when I was thinking about creating this podcast and trying to figure out the best person to host, you were the first person that came to mind. You have a passion for health and fitness that I've never seen in anybody before. I do have to know, though, why did you say yes when I asked you? It seemed, you know, like the perfect thing. Being a former TV reporter, I feel like this is kind of my niche, speaking to people, interviewing people just kind of right up my alley. So I was like, you know, why not? And we have some extra downtime. So it's the perfect combination, perfect storm. Totally agree. It's clear to anybody that knows you that that you are passionate about health and fitness. Where did that start? I'm very passionate. I don't know. Honestly, like I've always been a very active person and always involved in sports. My parents Got me into soccer when I was five, skiing when I was five. So I grew up playing sports. And then once I got into high school, I was playing volleyball, soccer, and doing indoor track. So I was always like keeping my time busy with playing three sports and all or three sports, yeah, throughout the year, every season. And then after that, yeah, college decided to go the soccer route, played soccer for two years at IUP, which is the Indiana University of Pennsylvania, located outside of Pittsburgh. But I had to give that up due to too many concussions. Any idea how many I had, Kevin? I'm going to guess seven. <laughs> so people always say seven. That's <laughs> really funny. But kind of close. We're saying my family and I, we're going with 12. Oh, my first guess was really 11, but I felt too high. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I played goalie almost my entire life. Well, no, half. I would say half my life because I started out playing outside mid and then center mid, but I got recruited in college to play goalie. But for some reason, they ended up taking me out of the goalie position <laughs> and moving me to center midfielder. And so that game, I went up for a head ball and this girl and I ended up hitting heads. I fell down, blacked out, woke up to everyone around me being put on a stretcher. So Spark Notes version of that basically was a vegetable for two weeks. And no way. Yeah. Decided it's probably the best route to avoid contact sports from here on out. So I'm assuming that was the last concussion. Did the, the first one happen the yeah. same way? Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, growing up in club soccer, I played on like this national traveling team. So as a goalie, just getting kicked in the head a lot. <laughs> and then, yeah, fun times. And then like, yeah, going up for headers and stuff like that. So I, I even wore like one of those goofy headgear things. I don't know if you've ever seen those. 
they kind of look like scrum caps that you wear in rugby, but it doesn't cover the top of your head. It just covers the front of your head and then your lobes and then the back of your head. So I was even wearing that stupid thing for that last game when I got hit in the head and still got a concussion. I'm like, yeah, this is my sign. Yeah, that's it. That I need to stop. When you got out of sports, what did you decide to do after? Yeah, I was like, I need to, you know, probably focus on schooling. And so I was like, I'm going to transfer to Duquesne University. And so that's actually in downtown Pittsburgh, where they have a dedicated broadcast journalism program. So I went there, focused on that. But at the same time, I was like, I need a competitive outlet. And so my mom and I were like, what is like a non-contact sport that I can do? And she was like, what about crew? And I'm like, uh, I've literally like never been in a boat, but <laughs> sure. So I tried out for the crew team and I made it. And so I did crew for the remaining two years of my college career, which is so cool. I think crew is probably the most underrated sport. I mean, if you don't know about it, obviously you don't grow up near rivers or like any kind of body of water. You don't have access to it, but like, it is so cool. Like the practices were crazy because we would have to be up at like four or 5 a.m. still dark and you're rowing down the Monongahela River in downtown Pittsburgh with the skyline lit up. It was incredible. And then the meets that we would have were so awesome because we would travel like all up and down the East Coast, obviously, to all the other schools with a rowing team. And it was just a totally different experience than any other sport I've ever played. When you tried out for a crew, were there people that didn't make the team? Yeah. So you had never done crew before and you just made the team? Well, they had kind of had like an A and a B team. So like I started out obviously on the B team, but then once I got better, I started moving to like the other boats. So it's eight, four, and two. So a few times I did races in a two-person boat, which is really hard. Most of the other times I was in eight-person boat. And then after that, um, this is ironic and it makes no sense probably to a lot of people, but all of my friends who went to University of Pittsburgh, played on the rugby team. And there's a club team there called the Pittsburgh Angels. And I ended up playing rugby. <laughs> Let me guess. You tried out and you made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, but, you, said, you said, I don't want to get any more concussions. Let me go do rugby. Yeah, let's go play rugby where they actually, like, tackle you. I don't know. I didn't tell my parents <laughs> until, like, a few games in, but I was wearing the scrum cap and a mouth guard, but I played sevens mostly because sevens, I don't, I wouldn't get tackled as much because I would just run around all the people, but yeah, so I would just avoid the really big, scary girls. <laughs> well, seeing as you had all those concussions, you were probably extra motivated to, to not get hit. So that probably helped. Yeah. You. And, then, and then I would also avoid tackling, which is probably not the best thing. <laughs> When people would run by you. So I was like, no, I'll just pretend to try. When did that end? Or when did you have to just move over to working out? I want to say a year into playing rugby is when I finally discovered CrossFit and kind of realized, hey, I'm actually kind of good at this. And I wanted to start taking it kind of seriously. Like, I mean, seriously, in the sense that I wanted to start competing locally yeah. at local competitions on the East Coast or the mid-Atlantic region, basically. So started out at this smaller CrossFit gym in 
the south side of Pittsburgh called CrossFit Athletics. Spent like a good amount of time there. And then eventually moved to another gym called CrossFit Mount Lebanon, where a CrossFit Games athlete, Anna Tunnicliffe, and her husband were like the owners. So I was like, well, I want to, you know, actually make it to regionals. Because back then it was regionals. You had to qualify through the open. And then if you were top 20 something in your region, you would make it to the regionals and then top five would make it to the CrossFit games. So I was like, I really want to, you know, make it on a team. That would be so awesome. So I moved to that gym and I want to say we like at one point had a shot of making it to the regionals, but our coach uh, wouldn't let us go. Cause he said we weren't experienced enough and he didn't want us to embarrass ourselves. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. So, what a boost of confidence. Right? So there's my dream of going to regionals just down the drain. I was like, my only chance. Come on. Uh, is that, that still my, a goal of yours or has that kind of uh, passed? It was like when I first moved out here to New Mexico, I joined CrossFit Albuquerque, which has a lot of good athletes. And Whitney Capolucci, who has made – it to the games and regionals and everything was a member there. And there's other like really good girls and guys, but I don't think we were all really ever quite on the same page. So the dream of making it on a team out here too, didn't, didn't happen either, but. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you went for it. You might've gotten it, but your coach said no, but that, that's okay. In today's world, what's a day in the life for you? So still pretty passionate about CrossFit, just not in the sense that I'm, look, I don't have like a specific goal really anymore, whereas I did a few years ago. My only goal really is to look good (laughs) and be able to eat a lot of carbs because I love carbs, but also I'm just (laughs) a competitive person and I need an outlet. And so like every day I feel like you're given a chance to be the best version of yourself if that's competing you know with yourself every day or if it's trying to compete like with members in your box I feel like CrossFit gives you that opportunity to have a competitive outlet yeah so I just like I just enjoy just doing those workouts and trying to be like the best version of myself every day I don't know like pushing myself physically and mentally I just feel better at the end of the day or after a workout. Yeah, it sucks in the moment. Like if you've done CrossFit, like you'll know the pain of some of the workouts and like how you feel immediately after. But honestly, I wouldn't trade that feeling for anything else because it's like a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. So for those of us who like carbs more than working out <laughs> and struggle with their, their journey, what advice do you have for them or for us? Yeah. So I don't know. This probably sounds really cliche, but like, it's not motivation all the time because you're not always motivated to work out. There's been countless days where I would much rather sit on the couch and eat like Ben and Jerry's than go for a run or go do a workout. But like, I'm disciplined enough to know that the pros of working out and eating healthy outweigh the quote pros of 
not doing that that day or eating unhealthy or skipping a workout, the feeling that you get, the endorphins, obviously, that you get from working out and eating healthy totally outweigh those that you would get from sitting on a couch or eating something that just makes you feel crappy. So it's just, I don't know, I've just always been a disciplined person in that regard where I just know that the benefits of it outweigh those of the of the other option. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And it's not cliche. It's it's, sometimes the truth is what it is. I mean, I think a lot of like athletes will say that no matter what modality you're in, I'm sure, you know, the U.S. women's team, soccer team, they probably don't always want to go to practice, but they know that in the end, the reward of putting in the work, the time, the effort, going to practice completely outweighs that of you know, maybe skipping that run that they have to do or skipping that weight workout they have to do or skipping that practice, you know, the end result or just even the immediate immediate gratification completely outweighs that. And I think you just keep that in your mind during all of it. Just remember that don't look for an immediate satisfaction. If you put in the work, you'll see the results. Yeah. I don't know if I can go off on a about that too. I think people see me and they see my physical appearance and they think it happened overnight when I'm not gonna lie, I was like super chunky in college. Freshman 15 was a big thing, like so much so that I literally had frat guys call me Miss Piggy. Like I was Miss Piggy on the soccer team and that superficially motivated me, but also it was like, well, I don't want to be unhealthy either. I don't want to feel slow on the field you know or anything like that so it was this has taken years to get to this point it's a constant drive and work to eat for my body what it needs not starving myself giving my body the fuel it needs and then obviously putting in the work in the gym every day yeah that makes sense and it kind of switched gears on you because it's been all about fitness and health What's something that people don't know about you uh, that's not related to fitness? I feel like this is like the toughest question. I love reality TV and I know that people say it's mind numbing and a waste of time, but sometimes I just want to zone out and not think about anything and watch people with train wrecks of a life (laughs) or people (laughs) who live more glamorous lives than I do. And I want to live vicariously through them. Or both at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so then this last section is going to be rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask you the question and you have to answer it without thinking about it. Oh, man. Okay, so you ready? Sure. All right. Two hours straight of hot yoga or 100 burpees? 100 burpees. What's your stance on toilet paper? Does the flap go over or under? Over. Favorite time to work out? Morning. If you had any superpower, what would it be? Teleporting myself places. 50 ring dips or 50 pull-ups? 50 pull-ups. If you were arrested without an explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? Public indecency. (laughs) (laughs) What's your go-to cheat meal? Donuts. If you could time travel, where would you go? I mean, I love like World War II or like World War I. And then last but not least, what is your favorite workout? CrossFit. All right. Uh, That's it. So that's the end of the rapid fire questions. And actually, that's the end of the podcast altogether. So 
thanks for agreeing to be the host going forward. And I can't wait to see what you create. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the Mixing It Up with the Fitness Community podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Next week, Sarah talks with the owner of 3B Yoga, Wendy Keys, about everything from Ashtanga Yoga to how she's overcoming the COVID-19 closures.